important. That's Let's the first do thing. It. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CrossFit Cascade Podcast. We're live again in Portland, Maine at the Portland facility. And I got Nick back with me. How's it going, Nick? Lovely, Zach. Yourself? Uh, very well. I'm going to pretend this is the, another day, but it's not. It's literally right after our first podcast. But <laughs> Banging hey, them out. Yeah. But uh, it, it's not on video, so they can't see that we're wearing the same outfit. But um, this month, you know, this, uh, this is the second podcast of the month, but this month has been gymnastics month. And so we thought it would be appropriate to kind of uh, sit down and talk about gymnastics progression because it's a little bit different than weightlifting progression. And it can be kind of uh, kind of smoky and, and hard to really decipher how we're progressing and what we should be doing. It's not quite as linear and easy as like a squat program. So let's start diving in. The, the name of this podcast is Don't Devalue the Ring Row. So let's, let's, let's start with that and, and start talking about gymnastics progressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you already brought up a really good point of like, it's not the same as weightlifting progressions, but to argue the point, I'd say it's the exact same thing. So one of the best ways to get stronger weightlifting is progressive overload. One of the best ways to get stronger gymnastics is progressive overload. But the hardest thing about gymnastics that people don't understand is with a weight, you're starting an empty bar, with empty bar weighs 35, 45 pounds, or you're on a training bar, or you're on a PVC pipe, whatever. But you're always knowing you're starting at something for the most part and building up from there. The crazy and weird concept that you have to wrap your brain around gymnastics is if you don't have a pull-up yet, you're like, well, I don't have one pull-up. How can I go up into more pull-ups? But there's a, there's a scale beyond zero on the other side of pull-ups. Like, how many negative pull-ups are you at? Because it, it, you know what, you understand the concept I'm trying to say? It's yeah, like, 100%. It's like, you might still be three steps away from getting a, a strict pull-up, one strict pull-up. So to to for somebody's brain to wrap around that, to understand like wearing a barbell, it's like I just went from, from five pounds to 10 pounds to 15 pounds. It's like, okay, I can see it happening. I'm getting stronger. It's like, but with a pull-up, sometimes you're like, well, I went f- from a ring row with my feet two steps in front of me did, did I put three steps in front this time? Yeah. Did I, and it's like, it's so it's hard to quantify in a lot of what we do from a gymnastics standpoint so that it makes it more complicated for people to get those wins. Yeah, for sure. So if you imagine, like if you think about barbells, I think people understand barbells a little bit better. So if, if the 45 or 35 pound barbell is zero, negative one would be like an air squat mm-hmm. or, or let's say like a 10 pound dumbbell kettlebell squat right and then keep down from that as an air squat and down from that is a squat squat to a box and down from that is a squat to a high box and then uh, you know after that it's an assisted squat you know holding onto a band it it, it, the the zero doesn't mean you stop that you could infinitely go more and more below that zero but it's just a lot easier like you said where it's like i had 10 pounds last week i'm gonna put fives on now i'm I'm higher up so Let's talk about the ring row specifically because I think before we start, we press record, I think you made a really good point that I, I kind of want to start with, with this idea of the difference, the way people treat ring rows versus like a barbell in a workout. Uh, and I want you to kind of dive into that in terms of like uh, scaling and how they kind of are able to scale progressively through a workout when they couldn't in a, with a barbell. Yeah. One thing you run into a lot in, in what athletes will do and, and why they don't get as progress as quickly in gymnastics is because our coaches are really good at making sure we instruct you, you do not do, um, you would, you would never, um, 
Why am I drawing a blank on what? You, you would never like, okay, so like if Fran, if we're doing Fran with 95 pounds, you wouldn't let me do Fran the first round with 95 and I get tired, so yeah. now I'm doing 85. I'm trying and to think I'm, of the name of that though. Why am, I, why am I drawing a blank? When you pull weight off in a workout, it's called something. Um, I don't know why the hell I'm drawing a blank on it. But when you pull weight off in a workout, it's not just, there's a specific wording for it. I don't know why the hell I'm drawing a blank on it, but it sucks, don't do that. Um, um, progressive scaling or something like that, anyway. Um, you would never do that because you don't get better doing it that way, okay? You're trying to find an appropriate way in moving it across the board, and then you know for a fact every single rep you did demanded that amount of power output from you. Now, one of the things that the ring row you uh, will allow you to do is, well, I didn't, I wasn't able to get that rep, so now all of a sudden, instead of resting a little longer so I can get it again, I'm just gonna make it a little easier for myself, and I'm just gonna move my feet back a little bit. Well, now you didn't do the same rep that you did for your first 10 reps, so you're not getting as much out of it. So people need to understand that, especially with gymnastics movements, you'll see a workout and say, hey, today we're doing um, 30 bar muscle ups in the workout. Well, your progression is a ring row. A lot of people will be like, well, boo hoo, ring rows aren't gonna make me better for a bar muscle up. Well, I like to add ring rows into my accessory work because they're freaking harder for me than it is for me to pop up and do a bar muscle up because it demands a lot of pulling strength. Now, in a workout that has 30 bar muscle ups, there might be a hard, a hard point in time you're going so fast, you have to go down to singles. Well, it's not, if you're trying to make that same correlation on a ring row, you shouldn't be able to do all 30 of your ring rows unbroken. What if you had to pop up and just do a really hard one ring row? That's totally fine. Yeah. And that's what people need to start understanding and how to get better at gymnastics and gaining that strength is how do you hold yourself accountable in a gymnastics progression. Yeah, and I think that's, I, I use this phrase a lot, I think that's the exact reason why people get stuck in, in ring row hell. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I've been doing ring rows for years and I don't feel like I'm getting better. It's because you haven't allowed yourself to get better. You've been doing the same kind of ring row for two years and you've never challenged yourself. You never got a box. You never went completely flat, parallel to the ground. You never challenged yourself that way. And when the, the pull-up bar in this situation is the barbell, it's zero. Now that you can do one pull-up, you would never progressively scale down from that one pull-up in a workout if that's what you decided to do. I'm doing pull-ups in this workout, so I'm not gonna progressively scale that. That's the zero, and anything below that is really challenging to to basically measure and, and try to repeat. And so it's really important when you set up for a ring row, Keep in mind, if you need to grab like a little piece of chalk and write, and just a tiny little like nick next to your next to your heel, just to remember where it was, do that and start forcing yourself. Like today, I'm going to make ring rows as hard as possible. Yeah. And kind of like what we talked about in the in the last podcast with the 60 minute uh, experiences. You can look at the, oh, ahead of the time, and if you see a workout with pull-ups, you'd be like, hey, my goal for today is to put myself in the hardest ring row situation, so much so I'm doing like doubles, mm -hmm. right? Whereas most of the time, people are really used to just like kind of rocking out ring rows like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And I see that I see a very similar thing, and this can be very difficult with jumping pull-ups, mm -hmm. where we kind of just turn into Tigger, and we're just bouncing up yeah. and down and up and down, and nothing's really happening, and it takes a lot of, I actually find that a lot of these like, scale, like uh, these quote-unquote scaling options for gymnastics are actually way harder than 
kipping pull-ups because I can only do a kipping pull-up so many ways. I can do a kipping, I can do a butterfly, but that's about it. I can apply more force with my hips sometimes, but not really. Like I have pretty pretty much one kip. But when you're doing jumping pull-ups, you can go easy, you can go flat-footed, you can change your barbell, you know, like, I mean, sorry, sorry, your pull-up height position. And it's really difficult. So I think instead of looking at it like you're being punished for doing ring rows because you don't have a pull yet, think about it as an opportunity to get better and force yourself to progress like you would with the barbell Mm -hmm. and slowly make things harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, It's gymnastics is just such a an interesting element because over the years so many like interesting and creative scaling options have come along and things that look cooler and it's like people don't look at a ring row and think oh wow that's sexy it's like i want to throw bands on here and i want to do this thing here and i want to weight this part and i've even had an athlete ask oh, if we're doing weighted pull-ups today, like, can I still band up? And I'm like, what the hell is the point of putting, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like, they want it to look cool. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the the way to get to those cool things uh, is, is just repetitions of, you know, very controlled, unsexy movements. Right. And I think too, like, and I can use the example of, of like the push-up, um, you see a lot of the times if you see like people in a global gym or you see people online doing like push-up challenges and they're just kind of like pushing up into the air. They're not actually going full, either they're not going to full extension or they're not touching their chest to the ground. And and I always talk about like, if you can't do a full push-up to the ground, grab an ab mat and do it to an ab mat because you need concrete boundaries. Because if you're just doing them in the air, your reps are gonna be all over the place and we don't really know what we're doing, right? That's like having a barbell where every time you touch it, it's a different weight. It's like, our brains don't work like that. That's not gonna work in our progression. So um, let's talk a little bit about if you had somebody brand new and they wanted to be coached perfectly and their goal was a, was, was a pull-up, how would you guide them through the first six months of scaling for pull-ups? Where would you have them start and how would you have them kind of progress through like what movements should they do? And I'm talking about like in a class setting, in a workout. Mm-hmm. So so I, I was very fortunate that I was able to, um, I've taken quite a few classes in gymnastics and I've been able to, you know, get my CrossFit gymnastics certification. And, and I found it really interesting when you're there, they were teaching, Hey, you want to teach somebody how to do a pull up? Well, have them do ring rows and have them learn how to kip swing. Cause those are the two elements you need to work on. We need to get stronger through a pull and we need to learn how to control our body when we start doing gymnastics. Two things, not 15 things, not a hundred things. It, it's two things. Um, and once you start to get stronger in your pull and you learn how to control your body, all of a sudden, oh, I can pop up and do a pull up. Um, so again, sometimes people really like to overcomplicate this kind of stuff, but it's it's kind of one of those funny things if I went over to, uh, to use Greg as an example um, and said, hey, how do I get better at my, how do I get my squat to increase? What do you think he's gonna say? Squat more. <laughs> If I want my if I want my pull up to increase, what do I need to do? I just need to do some more pull ups, mm-hmm. you know, and, and figure out how you know what that correlation scaling option is. So. Yeah, and I think I, I think uh, I, what is so we have squat more, and I, I would also go with like, hey, how do I lose weight, Nick? Uh, track your food. Yeah. Like, how do you know where you're going if you don't keep like I always equate it to like, hey, uh, we live in Maine, Nick. I want you to drive to California with no GPS and all the road signs are gone. 
you're just following the roads. It's gonna take you a long time to get there because you have no idea where you're going. You're driving down a road. Are you going to Florida? Are you going to Kentucky? Or am I in Canada? I have no idea. That's essentially what it's like. I know you, <laughs> what do you I mean, you could use, you know, the sun, a compass. <laughs> I, just, I get what you're trying to go. Yeah, so but I, actually, fun sounds like a fun little thing to figure out. Yeah, okay, to yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But, sure. you know, but, there'd be roads that have dead ends. <laughs> we could go that way with it. There'd yeah. be, you know, you get but, stuck okay, in can Appalachia you at least somewhere. Agree? Can you at least agree it's probably the most inefficient way to get to California? from here, right? So what I'm getting at is, with my analogy, is I'm saying that doing fitness without tracking anything is like trying to get to California without a road sign or GPS. And and what the GPS and the road signs are, are is writing down things, using sugar wad, tracking your food, things like that. So if you really want to get it, go ahead. Accurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accurately. And why do I say that is we often run into this little like one-year complex with athletes. And what do I mean by that? The one-year complex of I've been tracking my stuff. I'm not, I'm seeing a plateau in my performances and they start to realize, oh, I'm doing things right now. I was tracking this before and my reps were kind of shaky. I was going, my range of motion standard wasn't quite there. Well, you, one of the ones you see it the most with is I've had athletes that are like, well, my Murph time was the same as I did it last year. I'm like, you did every fucking one of your pull-ups this time. Yeah. You did every one of your push-ups to the standard this time. Whereas before you did some ugly stuff, your chin wasn't quite getting over the bar in a pull up, doing this weird worm on your freaking push ups. It's like you recorded that and checked the RX button, but you didn't do it. If a judge was there, they'd be like, no rep, no rep. And it's like, it's kind of like having that idea around it is like, make sure you're tracking accurately so you can truly see your progression. Right. So I, I, I think kind of going on your point where it's like, hey, it's very simple. You just need to do it more. I would pick a movement. So this is, I'm trying to get a pull up. So I'm going to pick the ring row. And every week I do it, I'm going to track where my feet are. And I'm going to try to remember, hey, like this is this and try to go back to the same rings. And I know it's not always easy, but hey, my feet were on the, the, the crack in the floor here. I'm going to go a little bit further next time. I was doing sets of five. I'm doing sets of seven now. And that's an, another point we'll kind of dive into here in a second is, is, it's not only just like how hard the movement is, but how did you do it? Are you someone that just does fives forever? Like, it, and, and I know we can even get stuck in that too. Like uh, even with someone with pull-ups or muscle-ups, you get kind of comfortable with like these comfy reps or like mm-hmm. singles with a barbell. Mm-hmm. Those, that's a curse because like you're never yeah. going to progress if you only do five pull-ups at a time. I, five ring rows. I, I found myself getting into that trap today. Our workout today was the, uh, um, one minute handstand hold followed by your seven squat cleans, 14 um, toes of bar, and it was for four rounds. And I found myself, okay, the fastest way to get through this is I will break up my toes of bar sets of seven, seven really quick just to shake out the grip. Yeah. And I was like, but, I was like, well, that's not an opportunity for me to get better. I know I'm gonna get, if I wanna game this workout and do it as fast as possible, that's the way to do it. But I was like, hey, how about today? Let's work on not letting go of that damn bar. Mm-hmm. And it was, it made it harder. It maybe slowed me down a little bit because I had to like make sure I was ready before I popped up if I wanted to hold on just a little bit longer. Right. And it made the last set of, of toes of bar incredibly challenging and not super pretty, but it was kind of like, okay, I, I got better today at trying to, you know, um, expand my capacity in, in that realm. And right. it's like, it goes on every, wherever you are in your fitness journey that there's ways of doing 
excuse me, doing that. Yeah, yeah, no, and it, we've talked about this before in a previous podcast, the difference between training and competing. If you were, if you were competing, you might've done seven and seven. Like you said, you could have shaved off, let's say 10 seconds across the whole workout. Cause you, cause you, that means you were faster in transition, but that's not training. That's called competing. And, and, and if you are trying to get better at pull-ups and you're still trying to compete in your workouts, it's probably the reason why you don't have any pull-ups now, because you've been spending your last year trying to get better at sugar wad and not get better at CrossFit. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of us get kind of caught up in sugar wad yeah. and said, Hey, I'm going to get better at sugar wad next year in the open. Hey, in February, I'm going to take a hit, let people trip me up, you know, while I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing a little bit worse on sugar wad, but Hey, next year, all that time I was going really slow on pull-up workouts. Cause I was doing unbroken sets and being exhausted. Now, boom, now an actual pull-up workout comes up and now I game it and now I'm winning. Right. And the, of course our CrossFit training is not just about winning or about doing that, but I think it's just a good example of like, Regardless of your goal, there there needs to be training involved, and it's I, not always competing. I think, and again, winning can mean very different things. Of like winning for yourself, winning for winning on a leaderboard, and like winning. What you need to do is is that's why we talked about within that the whole spectrum of this of understanding certain goals and what your why you were training that day. Of you know, is today the day that I'm just trying to see how high I can get up on that leaderboard and how fast I can do my workout. Right. Or is it like, how fast can I do this workout by achieving specific goals that I set of like, how can I, what was the time I'm going to get while holding this pole or ring row standard, you know? And so there's multiple ways of, of looking at that part for sure. So the, this month, do you have any, and this is coming out, it's going to be coming out a little bit later in the month, but what do you think are some takeaways and what, if you, if they have the next two weeks of this gymnastics month to do, what are a couple tips you would have for them in terms of uh, going after their gymnastics for the next couple of weeks? I think the, the key to gymnastics is utilizing every opportunity you can to get better. Um, and why do I say that is because, yeah, we might have a focus of, hey, this is the workout of the day and this is where you're doing 50 pull-ups. But you know what? A lot of our warm-ups, you're going to be getting 20-something reps in there. It's like, well, now all of a sudden you, you got to realize most of gymnastics is volume. How much volume can you put in within reason? Like, you don't go, don't go crazy, but it's like, well, if, if my tracked workout had 50 ring rows, but then in the warm-up I was able to get 30 more, also, I'm at 80 ring rows for the day. It's a lot of damn ring rows. And it's like every opportunity that the coach is like, okay, well, I did these in the warm up, and now we're in our specific warm up, and we're doing some skill work and other people have progressed beyond me, but this is kind of where I got stuck. I'm, I'm gonna make sure I keep hitting reps while we're progressing into the next, the next uh um the next movements so I can get stronger and better because that should be my focus is how do I get so much more strength that I can progress to whatever the following progression is. Uh, and so that would really be what I would say is focus on how do I get as many quality repetitions into a workout as possible um, through the entire 60 minutes. Yep. And I think an, I, to kind of go off that, I think another thing um, people should, I think the difference between gymnastics and weightlifting here is I think people test way too often with gymnastics. Imagine if you're doing a program, you're doing a squat program and every week you maxed out. Yeah. Cause like, well, I got to see if I'm better. 
It, that's that's what I see a lot of times when people are trying to get their pull up. They test their strict pull up every single week. It's like you're not getting your strict pull up next week. It's okay though. We're working on it. Like stop testing because it's like you're just mentally abusing yourself. Because if you did a squat program, let's say I'm doing a squat program, I'm trying to squat four or five. Could you imagine if every week I tried to squat four or five and kept failing over and over again? But my max squat is three fifty. It's like yeah. just give it a couple months. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it really is, and it's all you always drive it back to that barbell because I feel like within, especially people have been crossfitting for here, there was just so much focus on it. And so people have so much of like a more of a relative headspace. Um, and with gymnastics, it really, it's the same thing. It's progressive overload. It's time. It's consistency now. Cause like if you get in again, so you did that workout, you got in 80 quality repetitions this week, but you didn't do any pull-ups or pull-up work the next week you missed that. And then like the next week you miss like the, the gymnastics time that one. And and then all of a sudden, three weeks later, you got your next round pull-ups and you're like, oh, I didn't get any better at them. And it's like, well, no shit. It's almost been a month, bro. Like, yeah. like, get, like it's, you got, you got to work on them consistently. Obviously make sure you're recovering that muscle group appropriately before you hit your next segment, but always getting them in. Yeah. And I think something really important on this one, cause I feel like the, the pull-up is a lot of people's goals when we come in here. It's like, I really want to get that pull-up. I think it's really important to uh, to understand that you're not going to be happier when you get your pull up. Mm. That and, and it's weird to say, but I feel like a lot of people is like, "I'll be happy when I get a six pack. I'll be happy when I get my pull up." I promise you, you won't. No, because what's after the pull up? Yeah, after one pull up is two pull ups. Yeah, after and then, two pull ups is three pull ups. Mm-hmm. After four pull ups is four. And then it's exactly. Like, now you then, need a chest bar. Yeah. Now exactly. I can do chest bar. Well, well, bar muscle up. Bar Can't muscle. do a bar muscle up yet? Now you're going to be like, oh man, I really just need a bar muscle up. I've been, I've been doing CrossFit for three years. How do I not have a bar muscle up yet? And meanwhile, the, the, the person that walked through the door three years ago wants, wanted that pull up. And now you take that for granted now. And it's, it's always something like even, even when you can do bar muscle ups, can you do five in a row? Can you do 10 in a row? How quick can you do 30? Can you do it with a weight fast now? It's like, it's never ending. You're just going to chase this dragon forever. And I promise you, you'll never get fit enough to where you're happy because we see it with professional athletes. We see it with like, even the CrossFit games, like they're not happy when they win, they want to win again. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Kind of thing. It's, it's one of those beautiful things about it though, is like, that's kind of what makes this work. It's like, it's our mindsets and that's what we, that's, you want that, but also don't get lost with the perspective of like, this is the be all end all of like, Hey, I hit a muscle up. I can retire from CrossFit now. Cause yeah. it's, it's not how it works. Well, it's like doing a puzzle, right? What is the most fun part about doing a puzzle is, is spilling all the pieces out and starting the, once you're done, you don't sit there and cherish it for months and years. No, it's like, oh, I put it back in the box. I take it apart and I get a new puzzle. And that is you. You are the puzzle. And for the next, for however long you live, you are that puzzle and you're not done yet. And that's the beauty of it because we want to keep finding pieces, putting them together. And then you look for the next piece. I think we should really stop looking to be a finished puzzle because it's not fun because you wouldn't buy more puzzles if they were all just, if you were happy with that one, because it would be really boring. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's going to be a fun month. I think there's uh, <clears throat> a lot of chances for people to improve and understand also the transfers that gymnastics provides into all other elements of life and CrossFit. Of you know, if you look at a gymnast and you're like, there's no way you can look at gymnasts and be like, oh my God, that's not one of the fittest people I've ever seen. Uh, you know, those guys that hop up on the rings and you're just like, their arms are like bodybuilders arms. Yeah. Or you see Simone Biles and you're like, 
I wish I had lats like that girl. Like, holy crap. Like, she's an incredibly fit individual. It's like, um, there's a, you just look at her, it's like, they're such powerful athletes. Right. And we're not going to do anything close to what they do. But, but it's just cool to see. It's like, there's so much transfer of grace and, 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 and body control. And that will help out with all the other elements that we do in CrossFit. Yeah. And I think it's also important, too, to not get... If, if your goal is a pull up to not get horse blinders and only do pull ups for the next six months, like I, I joked with people in my classes, but the first class I coached in gymnastics month was heavy deadlifts. <laughs> like we don't just stop doing other things. This is the whole point of CrossFit. We have a focus because I think it's good to have like some kind of direction with like, why are we doing a lot more toes to bar this month? Well, it's gymnastics month, but that doesn't mean I think the last all, all week this week we had, we had. Uh, deadlifts for eight, which is heavy and a lot of volume. And then the next day was dumbbells, heavy push presses and burpees. And then today we had a moderate barbell squat cleans for seven reps. It's like, we don't stop lifting. We don't stop running. We don't stop rowing just because we're trying to get better at other things. And I think you should do that with your own goals. It's like, even the athletes that just completed the main marathon, were still coming in and crossfitting up until the week before they did their marathon, because it's, that's the whole point. It gets you ready for anything and everything. Yeah. It's, it's the whole, we're not specialists. Yeah. And it's, it's like, that's why this, uh, this methodology works really well for, for overall health, wellness and life. Uh, it, it correlates to everything that you'll do. And the reason why we do that is because we're generalists. We're not specialists. Yeah. So I think kind of, I think to finish things off and obviously I'll give you a time if you wanted to, you know, any one more tip, but I think it'd be good to talk about, uh, what are you working on this month? Like with gymnastics month, I think, uh, it'd be cool to hear your perspective. Like what is something that you're working on this month uh, in terms of your gymnastics? My focus this month isn't as much on gymnastics. My focus <laughs> is the same focus I've had here for the past about, I would say like, well, I'm coming up on about two months is just to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, that's really all it is. So mine is, um, I'm in a, an interesting situation because of my injury. That's like, I can do all the gymnastics. I can do a lot of all the gymnastics. Mm -hmm. So mine is managing volume to the point that's healthy for my current, uh, my current physical state. Um, it's, uh, that's really what I'm going to be playing around with is layering in volume appropriately. Um, it's how do I start to get my volume up? How do I start to get it so that things feel more comfortable and natural again? And I find my flow so that I can layer in more repetitions. And it kind of comes down to that. What we just talked about, like, you're never happy. It's like, oh, I just want to get a few more or I want to get a few more faster. And it's mine will just be doing that appropriately so I stay healthy. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And what I'm what I'm actually trying to work on this month is uh, going back to basics. So I, I think we've talked about uh, kind of skipping to the sexy stuff. I did that a lot with like handstands and toes to bar where I don't have an L-sit. I don't have a good L-sit. I can get, I can hold it for like five seconds, but it's not pretty. And I also can handstand walk all around the gym, but I cannot hold a handstand very well or consistently. So kind of going back to those basic movements that that's where the gymnasts start at. They don't start walking and climbing ropes and stuff. They start with the basic stuff, right? Holding the midline stability and holding handstands. And I think it's cool to kind of go back to the basics, especially when you're not good at them and always trying to find something that you need to work on. So is there any, uh, any last things you want to kind of cover here before we wrap things up? No, I think that kind of covers it. I think at the end of the day with gymnastics, it's just like, you know, enjoy the process, push yourself. Um, you know, don't, don't devalue any, 
progression because it might not be as sexy as the end result. The yep. way to get to those cool movements of, you know, the way to get your ring muscle up is to get really good at ring transitions on the floor using your legs. And yeah, that seems funky sometimes when you do it, but that's just how it works. You know, you got to learn how to walk before you can run. It, it's, it's really, uh, um, follow the steps. If you follow the steps, you're going to get to whatever your gymnastics goals are. And it, it, we're focusing on it this month. Um, maybe some of you guys will get whatever your goal is in this month, but it's, it's a, it's a lifelong journey. It takes time to get really good at this. So no, I think that's a good way to end it. And we look forward to watching you guys continue to crush this gymnastics month. And as always, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, if you have any topics you want us to cover, just let us know at the gym. We'd love to uh, answer your questions or talk about topics that you care about. And as always, we'll see you at the gym. Take care. See you guys. <laughs>